Blog Talk Radio. Hey folks. It's that time again, folks. I am sorry about that. I am going to tell you tonight we have we have a let's see, some tips coming tonight that were sent in. We have some questions that vendor sent in. And we have um, some updates for you on some vendors that have just gotten started um, and are getting started. Rob Harper sent me some pictures. I'll post those over on the blog shortly. And <clears throat> this is a makeup show, folks. This is um, I, I wasn't here Sunday. I was out of town in Nebraska. And so I decided to um, try to pull off a show either Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday's going to work out better. I have a meeting tomorrow night. So I'm going to pull it off. Um, it's about 9.30, and I'm all alone right now. I know that we have people over in the chat room, and I'm going to try to get over there in just a minute while I play these messages. But we have um, some cool stuff I'm going to run through first, and then we're going to also um, take some call-ins. And so you can dial 424-258-9364. Press option one if you would like to speak to me, and I'd be happy to take your call from there. Now, let me go over to, and I'll try to get this um, worked out while we while we get our intro out of the way. It's that time again, folks, broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from atop Old Smokey. It's Ben, the king of wiener-slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third-grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Have you ever wondered why the guy selling hot dogs always seems so happy? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Can I interest either of you in a hot dog? Do you want to find out why? LearnHotDogs.com. Get free video training, earn points, and get free stuff. Read Ben's hot dog blog and more. The premier source for hot dog vending information. Go to LearnHotDogs.com. Well, folks, I appreciate you joining me tonight. I have um, Rob Harper sent me some awesome pictures of his. Uh, he's doing the the DIY cart, the build a cart, and you can go to buildacart.com and check that out. But Rob is um, coming along nicely. I love how he's painted his frame, and he, this this is looking real good. Uh, more meticulous than I. I think um, my partner, who is the engineer and brains behind this operation and does all the engineering and design work, would be impressed. I will be sure to post those pictures over on the blog article that accompanies this show. Also want to tell you about Andrew over at Supod Hot Dogs. He has um, sent in a tip, and this is a, an awesome tip. This is, um, let's see here. It says, my my tip is that um, it comes via Dollar Tree, and he, he's kind. He says, after seeing a display this week of chips and pretzels, I asked the manager if I could have a few of these clips. 
The manager graciously gave as many as I wanted as they throw them away, and I'll post a picture up of it. But I'm sure you've seen them at dollar stores and even even full-fledged you know, department stores. They use these plastic strips with little tiny plastic hooks on them, and they they throw them away when they're done with them. It's perfect as the items I will hang on them um, are priced at a dollar. And so what a great savings instead of purchasing chip clips. And he put, sorry, Ben, I'll understand if you don't want to advertise the savings. I don't ever mind if you find a better deal or a good idea to save money. Hell, yes, send it to me, and I'll tell everybody. I think this is fantastic, and I love it, and I thank you for sharing it with me. And I'll post a picture of that. Um, Andrew, on the blog and anybody else that wants to see it. And you can probably go to your Dollar Tree or Dollar Store and get those clips because once they're done with them, they probably all throw them away. And that would make some handy clips. Let's see. Next. Um, This next one I'm going to probably, it's going to make more sense once I show you a picture. And But what he has done is... This vendor has created a flag holder, a swooper flag holder, on the tongue of his cart. His tongue of his cart sticks out, and so it's a you know a hazard to his customers. And he, in order to make attention to it, call attention to it, he devised a way to attach a pole holder to the tongue. And he sent me a picture of it, and it's going to show you how to put your swooper flag in there. And it's an awesome idea. Um, it keeps people from accidentally falling over it because there's a big flag, you know, 15 foot high in the air uh, or 10, whatever size you get. And it's dirt cheap and, it, you know, it's a shin protector. So I thank um, Mr. Ron for sending that in, and I will share and post that on the blog as well. Let's see. I want to go over to Facebook real quick. And congratulate David Shockley. He's now licensed. He was licensed um, not long ago, six, seven days ago. And he got his permit, and he's celebrating um, by selling hot dogs. So congratulations to David. And you can see his picture over there on our Facebook page. This next one comes from Greg Newman, and he has just added fresh fruit chillers, no syrups, just real fruit. So we're going to have to find out more about that. Maybe Greg can call in and tell us more about that. Excuse me, I'm getting a cold, and so I um, I apologize if I sound funny tonight. Corey Lawrence sent in a picture, um, you know him from O-Doggies, on Talk Like a Pirate Day. He dressed up like a pirate. He had a pirate hat with the pirate cross, you know, the skull and crossbones on it, and it looks awesome. I did the same thing. I wore pirate um, garb that day when we went out and it was um awesome and i'll post up a picture as well of mine and my wife's little pirate party we went to and um pictures of us dressed up as pirates let's see there's always people posting questions on facebook so if you you know don't mind and if you are on facebook frequently if you check over there on other posts, or you can even make it separate it so it's just other people's posts instead of the the you know our our posts. And you'll see questions people posted. And if you have any ideas for them, just post up the answers for them, um, or even links back over to the blog. Most everything can be answered on the blog, but a lot of people are just finding the Facebook site and don't know about the blog yet. And I appreciate those that already help. I know there's some that do. 
Um, Doug's Dogs. Michael Wood um, sent a picture in of his brand-new location in front of a laundry room, and or a laundry mat, I guess, but it's called the laundry room. And he sent up a picture of a setup, a swooper flag, and everything. If you'd like to take a look, check out our Facebook page for that. Um, he also asked a question. I'm going to answer this. Um, if you are a subscriber, he asked if, you know, how do we know if we're on the list for the hot dog cart giveaway this December? Um, this December, as you know, every December I've given away a hot dog cart, and this year it's going to be a big dog. And this year, instead of making a contest and points and all that stuff, what I did is did my newsletter subscribers, those people that subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. doesn't cost anything. But I also am double bonusing, though. I'm giving extra vote counts to those that actually open it. The The beauty of living in this technology adva- te- technologically advanced day is that we have the power to look at a um, a list, an email list, and it will separate those that – um, you know, at a bulk separate them. I don't even have to go through them. It'll say, these people opened your email. These people looked at your email but didn't click anything. They didn't read the article. And it tells you. And and I can even set it to tell you how long they spent there looking at it. Um, I don't need to know that. But it was interesting when I was looking through it at the number of people that read, go over and read the articles. And so um, now some of you, obviously, if you were on the show, listen to the whole show, you may not need to hear the whole article. Um, you may just go over there to grab a link or two that was mentioned. But either way, I appreciate those that follow us, and um, that's how I'm showing it. So, Hot Dog in it posted up his Tastyville cart, which is a gorgeous setup, I must say. He's got bags of snacks. Well, let me change that. He's got buckets of snacks displayed out on a table. And I'll put a picture of this up on the blog as well, but you can go check it out yourself right now if you want to on Facebook. But he's got these gorgeous setup with beautiful pictures of what you're getting you know these these char grilled sausages and dogs on a grill is in a big full color banner and then chip clip racks hanging from the tent this is a professional setup and so two thumbs up of um you know and a cigarette up for um hot dogging it i think you did superb and i'm impressed um he also sent a picture of um, Miss Dog Slinger, and um, giving him that snide look for taking a, a picture of her as she worked the cart, and so, <clears throat> and Nathan's also um, apparently was offering their three-inch hot dogs and buns at a gaming expo, the G2E, that um, Bishop Corey Blake attended, and he wanted to share that they were delicious. He had three of them, and I think all those that follow us on Facebook and Twitter and um, you know all that stuff. Now, I need to get back over here and make sure we don't have anybody holding on calls. Nope. And let me check. I want to go over here. Guys, I'm looking at the chat room. Can everybody hear me okay? Just type a yes or a no. Or, um, I just want to make sure that this is working. Excellent. Thank you. Um, now let's go over to some questions and get those out of the way. Um, this is from a vendor and I'm, I want to try to help, help him out as much as possible. This is Paul's hot dogs and he can do 300 dogs at the farmer's market in five hours. Okay. That's about 60 dogs an hour, one a minute, basically. 
um, which is great. I have a group approach me, or he's had a group approach him, for 1,700 hot dogs in about two hours. He says, I'm scared, and I really am trying to figure the best way to do this. I will have a cater. I will have to cater this, and I think looking at um, cooking the dogs and buns individually wrapped and full, then hold them in drink coolers may be my answer. Help all the ideas are helpful. The good thing is all I have to do is hot dogs and a condiment station. Others will do drink snacks. There are no cooking facilities in the door site, blah, 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 blah. So um, my my suggestion would be is more people. I, we did an article, and Thunderdog actually did the article, and showed serving um, that many people and that amount of time. And he gives you the walkthrough. He tells you exactly how he did it and set it up so he could do it. Um, Recently, we posted a picture on the blog of a vendor who really um, was working hard. He he was um, he set up this for a huge event. I, I think it's called Loaded for Bear, and the bear didn't show up. And he he really went all out. I mean, he had behind his carts he had boilers set up like turkey roaster boilers with water and pre-saturated with spices and that way he could do tons of dogs at a time that may be your best option i hate to pre-cook them and wrap them because hot dogs you know depending on the type you buy and the kind you buy and the ambient temperature that they sit in and how much moisture is in the air and blah 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 they can shrivel they can bust they can get um chewy there's too many variables unless you've tried this in the past to figure out what's going to work best to pre-cook them. I would say take them thawed so they're all thawed. So all you're doing is heating them, which won't take but second, you know, literally seconds if it's on a rapid boil or a rapid steam. And have you a couple turkey boilers? That would be an inexpensive way to go. And you might be able to keep up if you have some friends, some help. You need some help. And it'll be worth it having them there so that you have two people doing this job, two people adding new ones in. When that boiler gets low, you move, transfer those dogs to the steam table, and then you start another batch, and you keep this rolling. Then you could probably pull it off. If somebody's got a calculator handy, I can't do everything at once, but if somebody has um, a a calculator handy, they can put in... Um, let's see, 1,700 divided by, um, how many is that? That's 120 minutes for 1,700 hot dogs. Do the math on that, somebody, and tell me how many that is a minute. Um, I think it's going to be around 130, guessing. That may be a crappy guess, but my redneck head math is, is working on that, and so I'm not real sure if that's going to be the answer. But that's what I'll um, that's what I'll guess, and then we'll figure out is that doable. Um, if you will, Paul, if you're listening to the show, if you will go into um, learnhotdogs.com and type in the word Thunderdogs, there it, it's going to pull up an article um, where he shared how he did, um, you know. Well, I think it was six gallons of chili in six hours or five hours. He went through that many chili dogs, plus he was doing all the dogs and all the types and how he laid that out so that he could best serve his customer. So maybe a um, a good way to do that. 
Did anybody get a I'm looking, I'm looking. It's fourteen no, it can be fourteen. It's fourteen oh, fourteen a minute. Okay, fourteen a minute. So fourteen times one twenty equals seventeen hundred or whatever that original number was. Um let's see. Um da, 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 da. Yes, seventeen hundred. So either way, yeah, fourteen dogs a minute. That's incredibly fast, but there are people that have done that and there's people that are doing it now. Um, If you look up an article, there's a guy in New York City that is in front of the Metropolitan Museum, and he's doing like um, three dogs every five seconds or three dogs every seven seconds. So either way, it's it's very possible and to to do what you're wanting to do, um, but I don't. It's going to require help. There's no way. I don't think one person could do that. Um, Somebody just posted in 141 per minute. That would be a challenge under, you know, I'd want four or five people helping me, maybe more. So I'm going to move on for that, and I'll check those um, things. I know you are delayed on if you're watching it at streetfoodvendor.tv. I know it's delayed a little bit, so um, I apologize. Let's see. I'm going to move on over to another question. This comes in from Bernadette. She says, I am new to the business and really loving your videos so far. I've seen about four, so I have a way to go. I was trying to find out the best condiments to have on our cart. Obviously, um, Bernadette, you will get those in the in the videos. It's going to talk about it. But um, when I'm starting out, I, I, I teach to go with the least amount as possible at first to get your feet under you. And, and sometimes it's better to let the customers do it um, if you're at a busy location. But if you're not and you want to dress your dogs – um, by all means, have, depending on where you are in the country, but the basics are ketchup, mayo, mustard, relish. Um, some people say jalapenos. I say jalapenos. Chili and um, diced onions. And um, I, I think that's about it. That's you, know, you could have about five or six and have more than enough headache to deal with until you get rolling. If you jump right in and are serving Chicago dogs and some other dogs, you may have a little more challenging. But the basic condiments like you would want or your region eats on a dog, that's what I would go after. And then you can start branching out and looking at other stuff that you may want to put on your cart as you go along and test it. I hope that answers your question. I know I already sent you a link to one of the past shows where we discussed that, but I wanted to get that to you. Again, it may help some other people. Um, bear with me, folks. Okay. Okay, I got um, <clears throat> Super Dogs ass. Um, Super Hot Dogs ass. I'm having an issue with the condiments and keeping them cool. I have them in ice in a stainless steel bin, but the water drips on them while I'm dressing the dog. Ice packs, maybe. Um, ice packs are great, um, but uh, ice packs will work better than ice. Ice, though, goes around stuff easier and will help you in the long run. Okay, the official number is is 
which is 14.2 if you round up, which would be 14 dogs a minute. So that's perfect. Um, so I would say, I would say definitely, um, definitely do it that way. Um, let's see. I would have help. Period. That'd be a big job. Even even under with my experience, that's a big job. Um, and so I would definitely look into that. Um, super hot dogs. Um, back to your ice packs. Ice packs are going to hold up better, cause less dripping. There is condensation to deal with with them. But I would not panic. Um, I don't know that I'm fully understanding the, the problem as far as it says you have them in the ice stainless steel bin, but the water drips on them while I'm dressing the dog. That part's confusing me a little bit. Just um, expand on that when you get a chance. Um, put ice in my cooler and then put... Okay, um, Wicked Dogs gave a great tip there, and I am going to check real quick. Okay, we have caller area code 316. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, Ben. It's Rainbow. I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Well, Mr. Rainbow, tell me how it's going. Well... Once I got over the heart attack I darn near had because of the bear not showing up at our show. <laughs> I, I I can imagine. Um, I don't know if you were now, on the show what, 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 when I was talking about um, you. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I tapped my wife on. I said, Mama, we being talked about. So <laughs> I, I can't hardly get out of my bedroom without being talked about nowadays. <clears throat> well, tell me, what did you... How have you recovered? What are you? You know that was an event that you did nothing wrong. This is the problem and risk of re- events. They can be enormous or they can be disastrous failures. And a- out of nothing to do with the way you operate, your setup was gorgeous. The boilers behind you and all—that was a beautiful setup. Well, I thank you. I can credit a lot of that from the information I got just listening on the. Uh just listening to the uh, talk radio and following along for these last six or seven months with the other vendors. I got got some of those suggestions right straight from you guys. Well, that's good. That's how it's supposed to work. Um, You know, obviously, I I have never done an event um, that large like the Thunderdogs did. That's why I always refer to his his article because it lays it out perfectly. Yeah, I've had trouble trying. I've tried opening up his article three or four different times. I don't know whether it's just my computer is stupid or I'm or my fingers don't work with my brain, but I haven't been able to get his to pull up. But I did hear some of the discussion, and then I drew on some old uh, experiences I had working in the catering service for thirty some years. Okay. So I well, put some that, of that, that, that together. I mean, over 30 years in the catering business had to help. Well, between me and Mama, we got about 80-some years in food and beverage. We just never tackled something on our own like this before. This was supposed to be our retirement. (laughs) So much for retiring. We're putting in more hours now than we thought we ever would. 
I'm 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 happy. Um, I just found the article that you're referring to, um, and I see what's happened to that. There is a broken a broken link there. That's uh-huh. why when you go to open it up, to, when you go to open it up and try and find, you know, try and find how he laid it out and all of that, but we couldn't find it. So I just kind of put some things together and went for broke. Uh, yeah, we weren't expecting it. No one was expecting it to show up the way, turn out the way it turned out. But we were ready for them. No dispute well, in that. I don't think. No, I I was amazed at how well you set it up, especially um, without having seen that article. Um, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, I am going to, if you'll bear with me, tell me what what you've been doing in the since then. What have you done to recoup and and resolve? I know you lost money on that event, so I'd like to hear some good news. Well, the good news is we weren't we, we don't have, we didn't have to buy hot dogs for a while. <laughs> that 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 is good news. Did you have enough places to store that many hot dogs? Believe it or not, yes. The uh, city allowed me as I was opening up my business. I decided to go all out, and uh, the city allowed me to turn. I got a large, oversized two-car garage on the back end of my home that's away from the street and everything that's not used for cars, and they allowed me to turn it into a commissary. Right. So I've got I've got two or three large commercial freezers in there and a couple of coolers, things of that sort, so I've got plenty of space. I've got another freezer setting just inside. But, yeah, right. but, but we, definitely, we definitely got hot dogs. I don't have to buy them for a while, but I can tell... I can tell you one thing. When you buy six thousand, when you buy six thousand hot dog buns, you're a little bit funny about trying to convince them to buy them back three days later. <laughs> we had hot dog buns going out our ears and in our nightmares. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine because I mean that that's a lot of buns, but some of them did take them back. Uh, nope, not a single one. I just so you know, on the chat room, I'm posting up that link. Oh, okay. I'll try and fi- I'll try and find it there later. But yes, we. I was so glad to see that you asked me to, about posting that letter to you. I am so glad you were able to get that up there for others to read. Well, I thank you. But you I thank see the, you for the being willing. Is- Share it. Most people don't want to share their, you know, the the. I hate to call it a failure because you did not fail. But I, I, you know, some people are embarrassed or shy to share a disaster such as that. And well, and I hope, we all, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we we're all getting, we're getting we're getting a sound lag here between my phone and the and, and you. I understand. We um we all get these you know these problems, but. It's nice that you were willing to share what you did and how you're coming out of it. Well, a man that don't to try, a man that don't try, don't succeed. <laughs> it 
Exactly. And, and you can't you can't measure your successes if you haven't seen any failures. You don't have anything to compare it to. Exactly. You don't. But no, it, no, you, you you can't turn around and let it kick you in the teeth. You just do the best you can and plug forward. I look at it that now, since I bought a large amount, they gave me a break on my cost buying the meat and all of the uh, hot dog runs and everything. We turned them over to a couple of the uh, church groups and uh, a couple of the uh, feed the homeless shelters that we've got here. So they had plenty to make to, to be able to use to make bread pudding and stretch it as far as they could into the community to those that needed the food. Well, I'm, I'm we glad just, that it we went to good use. It, on the back. it was good that it went to good use. Well, I wasn't going to see anything wasted. We're just plugging along now. We're, we've picked up two or three different things, but we've, done, we've now tied in with one of the auction houses here in the area that uh, has been doing uh, large sale auctions for the school board and, and tractor companies and things like this. They have about three or four major auctions a week and have had for the last 45 years. We are now doing, we're doing exclusive for them. Right. We're handling all of their we're handling all of their auctions every week. We've now set up in the uh, district historical downtown area, and we're starting to do that during the week. And we're also doing the uh, transit center that's in the uh, downtown area where all the city buses come in from their from their da- for, from their daily routes. Well, I'm and glad we're looking, to, we're that. looking forward. To Good. Looking forward to start doing some of these uh, some of these kids' pumpkin patches coming up too. Well, I go ahead. I I'm glad. I'm glad you've got it laid out and you didn't let that incident defeat you and you moved on and, and it sounds like you've moved on in a big way. You've got a lot of stuff going. Well, it did shake our cage for a while, but I wanted everybody to know that you know what. You just got to kind of lick your wounds and go back and go back at it again, but don't let it defeat you down. Don't let it knock you down. It took the wind out of me for about a week. It just it just put me in a heck of a heck of an emotional turmoil for about a week trying to figure out how to recover from that and how to recoup. And you can get you can take a big financial loss on something like that going at it. But we managed to be able to recoup it on the backside, knowing that we don't have to make purchases for a while. It's just yep. we're not going to make the big money all at once. We're just going to have to nickel it in instead of getting it quarter at a time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but hey, we're going to go out. We're going to still sling dogs. What would you say to somebody that's um, researching, and I just saw this come across the chat room, um, but researching and and a, a little scared, a little worried, um, you know, about getting started. About getting started? Yeah. The first thing is, is don't think about starting. Start. Go with your gut. 
listen to those who have done it, listen to some of those who have had hard knocks, because they can give you the advice that will keep you from stumbling in the same foxhole. Yeah. Trust others. Take it in small pieces at a time. Don't get in a big hurry. Go slow until you know how dark the tunnel is and find out whether you're in that tunnel by yourself with some peace and quiet or whether you've got a train coming at the other end. Right. I agree. Well, Rainbow, I, I really appreciate um what you've done to help out others and, and the fact that you um don't mind sharing it. And I hope you'll um keep us up to date as you um continue on. Oh, I will, I will. Uh I did have one question to ask you right quick though, Ben, before I let Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Well number number one, I was surprised you were on this tonight, so I set my alarm. Uh <laughs> your big dog carts. Yep. We love we love them. But there is one question I gotta ask. I gotta ask it. Absolutely. Do you do a big dog cart made specifically for the left hander where everything is flopped the opposite direction? Are you talking about? Have, okay, where on the big dog cart we got three burners. Right, there are everything shifted to the right. You want it shifted to the left. Yeah, in other words, flop everything over where you've got yeah. the sink on the opposite side, where you've got your steam table set up where your uh, single BTU unit over your steamer is to the left instead of to the right. Yep. You know, that's just a, reverse the cart. That's a great idea. Um, I, <clears throat> I hadn't ahead. thought of that, but that, that's a great idea. But, yeah, it's definitely doable. It's something we could do fairly easy. Well, my question is, is uh, I wound up having a couple of different people working my carts for me. Yep. And I've had and I've had one or two people that have sat in there and uh taken over for a little while to give someone a break. And them being left handed my right handed people on the carts are doing three to one on the dog service because the left handed person it's all backwards for them. And right. they're having and, and they're having a serving slowdown time, trying try try because everything's backwards to them. Gotcha. I got and you. I was just wondering if you've got if you make a left hand cart, or if I could possibly talk to Keith later and give him a call and ask Keith about a uh, well, having to build one. Well, you may want you may unless you don't need one right now because you've got two now. So I wonder if if Keith if you emailed him or called him and see if he knows a way to retro one over to a left-handed style. Yeah, because looking at the cart, looking at the cart with the way they're built and all of that, it looks like it wouldn't be too much trouble to flip components. Yeah, it may work. I don't know um, if the burner unit if that rail can be flipped, because then it's going to be upside down. But that is a good question. Um, key, I know that I could put in single burner units easily and shift everything to the left. Um, but that um, fuel rail is a three-burner fuel rail, and flipping it, I don't know if it would work, but you can ask Keith. Right, 
but with everything being on the right side, your steam tables on the right and all of that, and my left-handed people have an awful to and when you're doing a larger event, like when we uh, like uh, when we're doing the uh, farmers market, or we're out at the uh, out at the uh, produce market, right? Places like that where we have a larger customer flow. A left-handed person is about half again slower to two-thirds slower than my right-handed people because everything's backwards for them. They've got to cross the way they do things. Well, it's an excellent. I just think, think it would be great to make a, a make it available. I think it's an excellent idea. I mean, there's a lot of left-handed people. I was born left-handed back in the in the seventies, though they changed you, and so they proudly announced to my dad when I was five years old that they had switched me, um, and which he was pissed because he's left-handed, and the basically they'd pop your hand, you know, if you picked well, anything. I was, I was forced. I, I was forced that way when I was a. I was forced that way when I was in school back years and years ago. Well, maybe for the time being, you maybe for the time being gets you some ambidextrous um, hot dog slingers. (laughs) There you go. Anyhow, I appreciate. I hope you have a good good work. Yes, sir. Good work. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a bunch, Rainbow. Have a good evening. Okay, folks, I wanted to share something else with you. Um, I see that we have Corey with us. Uh, Corey, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you tonight? Doing good. Did you um, have, Are you going to dock um, Jason's pay because he didn't show up? Um, yep, actually, he can just send his portion to me. Th- there you go. Um, he, <laughs> um, he, he sent um, me a text a little bit ago that he was um, he had shots today by the doctor yeah. and, and is feeling crappy. Um, he can only yep. move one arm and... He's, he, I think it's all for sympathy from his wife, and so um, he can't let up on the gig by coming on the show. <laughs> um, I had a vendor today send me a text and uh, from North Carolina, and it is a he made a homemade menu board, and I'm gonna show a picture of this uh, of this just a second. But he he made this for um, let's see, fifteen bucks, fifteen bucks homemade menu board. Here's what he did. Five dollars for one by twos and ten dollars for a two by four sheet of whiteboard. He stained it or painted it brown. It looks it looks stained, but I'm going to try to get this up on the screen where you can see it at least. Um, I don't know how clear that is, but that's his menu board. Um, yeah. A fifteen dollar menu board, I think, is a pretty cool concept, and I thank him for sharing that. Um, the we have another caller. Um, area code um, 301, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Yeah, this is Jimmy's Hot Dog Man out of Maryland. How you doing, Ben and Corey? Hey, brother. How are you? Hey. Oh, I'm doing better than most. Okay. Another season coming to an end. Coming to an end. What's your plans? You just going to oh, park? Well, I work through the winter. Uh, I go out there if it's not sleet or snow. Or even in snow last year, I went out, so. Right. I still go out. I, I'm at a car dealership three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And the guys love it there, so I stay year-round for them. And, well, uh, now, is it mostly customers, or is it mostly the actual dealership? Uh, 97% employees. Uh, they have a Toyota, Hyundai, and a Subaru new showroom, collision center, body shop, 
car wash and service. And uh, I feed, feed their employees from 10 to 2. That's, That's like four a hours. Isn't it? Isn't that, Jimmy? What? Jimmy, is that like an auto mall? I mean, it's got a lot yeah. of on one it's route. It's like but... a, a mini auto mall, yeah, exactly what it is. And um, you know, I do that three days a week. And uh, I just wanted to share uh, with Rainbow his his experience. I had a similar experience. As a matter of fact, there was a, an event that Jason passed on to me in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. Um, it was on a private farm. Supposed to be uh, a three-day concert event for Labor Day. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, Worcester County can't even say the name. Health department is one of the most strictest in the country. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a teaser up front with one of their rules. One of their rules is you got to buy your food from there in within the county at a food line or one of the local uh, supermarkets. You can't bring food into the county. I've never heard of anything such, such ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds illegal. Well, it, it probably is illegal. The other catch was if if you didn't buy it in their county, you had to bring it in on a refrigerated uh, unit, and the generator had to be running at all times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah they, they just want to dominate the scene. You know, Ocean City has a big boardwalk like Atlantic City, Virginia Beach, and, you know. They just want to dominate the scene there. But the other thing was it had, they denied me over the phone because I didn't have an NSF-approved cart. And I told them all the cooking services were NSF. You know, same old battle with the NSF thing. Yeah. So they okay. denied me from even coming into the county to get it. So you, I said, you haven't even seen my cart. So were you able to do the big event that Jason? Because if, if you're no, telling me. No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, what happened was the uh, promoter of the event, was very apologetic about it, about the county, and you know, but wanted to get me in there because I was also doing lemonade and funnel cake, and uh, they offered me to come in there under the under the guise of their nonprofit. But the deal was I couldn't mention my business name or couldn't have my business spoken on my cart, which was fine. So I got down there um, and got set up. Actually, dropped my equipment off the day before. And somewhere between that night and the next morning, somebody found out I was Jimmy the Hot Dog Man. The health department kicked me off the property. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah, I had my two daughters with me as my helper. And these, believe me, this is not free help. They get paid. So, <laughs> um, so what ended up happening was I, most of the stuff I bought from Sam's Club there because I wasn't able to get from Restaurant Depot. The closest one was uh, Baltimore. Uh, Sam's Club took took back everything except for the lemonade. And the only reason why they take back the lemonade, you know that's my little secret then, for the vendors out there that want to do lemonade, that don't want to squeeze lemons, that simply lemonade right. goes over like a big hit. Nobody can tell it's not fresh squeeze. I tell you, I've been selling that all summer with great success, selling out at every event. Uh, so I was it. able to take take it back everything to Sam's Club and, and get my, most of my money back. So I, I lost a couple of days vending locally. I lost the fee that I paid the promoter. Fortunately, it was only 200 bucks for three days, which was pretty cheap. And, uh, of course, the hotel and, and, you know, but the times with my daughter was golden. So, you know, I chuck it, chuck it up as an experience and, 
you know, these promoters overpromise and underdeliver. So, yeah, I, you know. I agree. Um, they can be huge risks, and and I I know a vendor that is in Georgia that went to an event, their very first event. They got um, hoodooed, and they quit. They um, that was it for them. It it they had barred, you know, big barred and stole all the money to get get to this event and had no backup plan and this and it went to hell on them and so they they quit the business and so it can be disastrous um it's why yeah. i don't events when you're starting out some people have have if you have the money to you know a buffer it's okay but it's still scary yeah i i agree that i wouldn't do events just starting out i would get my feet wet and get a little experience and you know how to adjust your burners and how long to cook dogs and how to handle your condiments and customer demand and all that i i get all that under your belt before i do events i learned a lot from last year so this year i was able to minimize uh losses i mean you're going to have some losses in business because you just can't predict predict how how an event's going to turn out um but uh uh, yeah, I would suggest that they wait. Now I'm able to pick and choose. I found out that the best event is a free event, <laughs> of course. But uh, other the second on the list would be where you give 10% of your proceeds to the event coordinator. That way, if you don't do so well, you don't have to pay as much. That works really well. And then I try to keep anything under $200. If I have to pay, for example, the county fair wants $3,000 to vend for uh, seven days at the county fair. And that's a lot of money to put up front, include you know, not including product to take a chance on the county fair. But um, well, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the other other comment. I did the other event that Jason gave me, which was in a canine academy. They were doing a canine convention, where they brought in all these dogs and had vendors selling dog equipment and stuff like that. They had shows and demos and music and DJ. That turned out to be a great success. It was a prepaid catered event. But just to comment on the gentleman that was worrying about doing 1,700 hot dogs in two hours, we did an event. And what I did is I took one of those turkey fryer burners yep. and took the pot and put it right beside my cart and filled that up with 100 dogs. And then I used my two hot, my two direct heats and put another 80 dogs in both of those. So as the one ran out, I turned to the other one, which was already cooking, and filled up the first one. So there was a continuous flow of hot dogs. And so I was able to do it that way with the, just the one burner on the side, and that was pretty successful. I think we fed not 1,700, but it was a, close to that number in less than three hours. So, you know, with this cater, you don't have to worry about handling money and all that. So if you just station your help, in a, in a strategic way where they can, you know, you can get the dogs. But like you taught us in the book, how many dogs you can get in the customer's hands, not how much, you know, equipment or or, or supplies you have. So exactly. that that was key. Well, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you shared that, too, because it makes people feel better to know that, hey, successful vendors <laughs> have had unsuccessful events and unsuccessful days. Corey can tell you. Um, you've had bad days, haven't you, Corey? I've had my had my fair share of, of bad days. That's right. <laughs> you know, even even the events I really don't care to do events too much. It seems like every time we decide to do an event, something falls through. Or you know, we've had some success with events, but uh, you know, 
sometimes it's, it's sometimes just not worth the risk for me. So right. I, I'm satisfied with just being out there on a daily basis instead. But you know, there's there's those that are big in, in events and not so much on the daily, and and vice versa. You know, it just depends on what a person wanting to do. Right. Yeah, Ben. I found out the most successful events are the events that are where, where the food is good walk-around food. Hot dogs are good walk-around foods at car shows, motorcycle shows, rallies, or poker runs. Events like that where people don't want plated food or they don't want a hassle. They just want something quick, hot, something they can walk around the show with, like you know. Um, certain festivals and, and, you know, flea markets and that thing. And, you know, I've learned to pick and choose the shows that are like that and have had a lot of success this year with those type of events. You bring up an excellent point um, that that I don't think we've ever discussed is the fact that that's another benefit to the hot dog business is is because it is walk-around. I hate going somewhere to a fair or something and have to take my plate of spaghetti or whatever I've bought and go find a seat. You know, because you either have to cut it or you have to fork it in your mouth. Where a hot dog is easy to to walk around with. Um, it's why corn dogs are popular at events. It's an easy walk around food, but I, it's never come up in any of the conversations that I can recall. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's an excellent point. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- those are the most successful. And then, you know, uh, like Corey said, you you just have to learn, I guess, through trial and error and through experience, which shows to stay away from and which shows are, you know, a minimal risk if you don't do well or, or if it rains. Or, like, what commonly happens to me is the amount of people that the, the uh, promoter promised never showed up, you know. The other thing you want to do is make sure, and you told me this last year, Ben, is that you want to make sure you're the only hot dog vendor there. Get with that promoter. And if you are there, you are not exclusive, the exclusive hot dog vendor there and there's somebody else there, at least you know that up front and you know what to expect. I've had a couple of events where people were cooking hot dogs on the side, and I went to the promoter and said, hey, you promised I would be the only inventor here. You know, we got a contract, and he made them stop selling them. And, you know, my sales did good because of that. Well, that's a, that's another good point. I, I don't like – I don't care if there's another vendor. I'd want to know in advance, and I'd want to be able to base my decision on whether to go knowing that in advance, not have a surprise and have six vendors show up. Um, my first time at the flea market, I think I wrote it in the book, there was nine people selling hot dogs at the flea market. I still kicked butt, but it was nine people selling hot dogs, including myself, and just ridiculous amount of hot dog sales. But everybody kind of knows. They know what's a good walk-around food. It's like pretzels and uh, corn dogs and even a hamburger, as long as it isn't loaded like you know a Wendy's single, as long as it's you know fairly basic, it's easy to walk around with. But I... I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to um, try to run over and catch another caller. We've got about eight minutes left, and I want to make sure I get to them. All right. Thanks a lot, Ben. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Call back anytime. Take it easy, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, take care. Caller, area code 818. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. Hey. Well, I'm glad I finally got through to you, and uh, my name is Danny, by the way. I'm uh, calling yeah. from uh, the Antelope Valley. It's yes, sir. Um, actually the city of Lancaster, L.A. County in California. Right. And uh, <laughs> one of the most difficult places to sell hot dogs, I guess, from my experience now. But anyway, I have a question for you. 
Um, I've been trying to see if I could vend in two of the local cities, which is Lancaster and Palmdale. And I ran into a little problem, which is one city only allows you to sell for about 30 minutes. And then the other one, it's the state's in their code um, for a short amount of time. So I guess that's left uh, for interpretation. Do you know if there's any way around that? I sure do. Um, if you will go over to the blog when when you get done here tonight, and I'll give you some more info. But on the blog, if you look up the word justice, J-U-S-T-I-C-E, um, you will find several articles we've done where specifically the Institute for Justice has taken on cities who have created a rule that inhibits a street vendor to, you know, they got to move every 20 minutes or they can't. They have to constantly be moving unless they're serving. Um, there's all kinds of little rules. These are um, capitalist, um, you know, crony capitalists, basically. It's it's the the good old boy system in government that says, I'm going to protect my um, vendors. I'm going to keep them protected and um, not my vendors, but protect my restaurants because these restaurant owners, you know, help to promote and get politicians in office locally. And so they create these rules that are restrictive and they're illegal. And it has been found in court. So there's actually case precedents that states that these rules, they tried it in Atlanta. Atlanta got sued and lost. They tried it in Miami. Miami got sued and lost. And there's case after case. So, and the, the, the beauty of this is you're protected by a federal law, and it's in the Bill of Rights, and it's called the right to work. And if you're in a legal um, profession, and they can make zoning requirements, but if you're doing everything legal, they can't go, well, we only allow you to earn money for 30 minutes a day. So you do have it out. You d they even have a PDF you can download. You can download it off my blog even. Um it's attached to the article, and you can go to the city and say, "Here, here's here's what's happened in the past, and it's a nice way, it's a diplomatic way to approach them, so that you can get this resolved and they go away, um, and and maybe and maybe quicker than a lawsuit." But IJ's not scared of a lawsuit, so it may be a possibility for you. Right. Well, I definitely do appreciate all the information, and uh, again, thank you for your time and thank everybody uh you and the rest of your clergy there uh for the show that you guys put on hey thank you i, I thank you for calling in I, I do want you to know um ij is non-profit so that they, they don't ask anything of you um and i, I always tell people you know if you if you have five dollars ten dollars and you can make a donation to them you can go right to their site and donate that's how they do it is off donations and they fight for human rights and that's they're like the aclu for business type stuff oh, okay well like i said I, I will definitely check it out and it's been very informative but again thank you guys for everything and uh i will look into that yes sir have a good night thanks for calling in you too good night okay folks um we cory um how was your week uh, you know this week's turning out to be better than last last week we just had uh some rain off and on and and it just made kind of for i mean we wound up doing good at the end of the week, but uh, just part way through the week is kind of lousy. Uh, I mean, still decent, but, uh, you know, in, in the big picture, pretty decent still, but just lousy compared to what we're used to. Uh, this week started out really good. Uh, sell out today, a close to sell out yesterday, and, and uh, the weather's beautiful. You know, good. we're talking with Jimmy saying, you know, season's wrapping up, but, 
really, in in my opinion, you know, this is when the season starts picking up around here. So. Well, Jimmy, you know, I thought Jimmy was talking because I know last year he kept working, and but he did say that he was right. going to continue working at the car lot three days a week, which is awesome that he's got a a full time gig through the winter. That is a challenge for vendors, and we, you know, we've talked about it and discussed it online. But I'm glad that um, I'm going to be interested to see how your stuff goes now that you have a um, a you know an enclosed trailer, yeah, to go through the winter in, and um, what difference that makes for you. I hope it's fantastic. Right. Yeah, we we took our cart out all the way through, you know, Christmas time last year and and uh froze, you know. I mean I mean we still did okay, but I'm looking forward to being inside all winter this year. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, Corey, I appreciate you coming in um tonight. I'm gonna go ahead and close this out. I told my wife an hour and I, I'm gonna stick to it. Um I <laughs> it encourages people to go ahead and call in instead of it trickling in over three hours. Right. But I appreciate you coming in and joining us tonight. Well, my pleasure. Had had meeting, but uh, we made it. So I'm glad you did. Thank you a bunch. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh, thanks, everybody. You too. Later. Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Ben'sCarts.com and the Hot Dog Answer Man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Thank you.